I'm Suzanne Nance, and this is The State of the Arts, a new all-classical Portland series designed to chronicle the times and provide a platform for regional arts leaders to talk about their organization. Today's guest is Abigail McKee, the executive director of Portland Baroque Orchestra. You may know their tagline, Great Music Period. Well, right now they have a new project, Great Arts Period, in light of COVID-19. When the global health crisis hit Portland, Oregon, Portland Baroque Orchestra was gearing up for a series of weekend concerts. They quickly changed direction, invested in some video equipment, and live-streamed their concert. They also generously offered that equipment to other ensembles to live-stream their concerts later that week. Abigail McKee, welcome to the State of the Arts. So take us back. When all of this started happening, where was your mind? What did you do? So I had started, the weekend prior to all of this, I had started watching what was happening in San Francisco. I spent the first 10 years of my career as an arts administrator there. And as that city started to close all of its gatherings, I thought, that's coming at us. And so I think everyone was a little bit startled, even on my team, when I said, we need to figure out live streaming and we need to figure it out now. We had the technology. And I knew that we were not the only ones facing the heartbreak of having to cancel these shows that our musicians had spent a week preparing for. And I realized, I actually looked at All Classical's calendar to see who else had concerts scheduled over the weekend. That's how I picked our colleague organizations and picked up the phone and said, hey, you know, we have this. It seems reprehensible to not share that, not only because it's just the right thing to do, but also audiences are craving content right now. And Portland has an insanely talented creative community. And so why wouldn't we? I also think it's an opportunity to present a really strong unified front. And that's so exciting to me. You've proven that you as a leader and the Portland Baroque Orchestra can adapt, can move quickly, can change tact. What's happening now with the organization and with your esteemed artistic director, Monica Huggett, in planning for the future? And what are the extenuating, extraordinary circumstances you're finding now? The day, the day that this happened, our brochure had gone to the printer. Thankfully, our printer had not pressed print and they stopped the presses. We, we knew right away, we might have to rethink this. And so Monica is hard at work right now coming up with like plan, we, we've got plan A, she's working on plans B, C, D, Q, whatever. Um, we are, I think, pretty excited about what happens next. And I say excited, that's, that's reductive. There's a lot of grief. I think that's true for all of us, recognizing that what we had imagined next year to look like uh, has nothing to do with the reality of what next year is going to look like. But I think also what we're seeing is some interesting opportunities to think creatively and get out of the mode of status quo in terms of what does it look like to be an arts organization? What's going on with your staffing and your orchestra? Have you been able to keep everyone on at this time? It's a great question. So our staff currently is whole. Um, I just want to say 
that group has been just extraordinary because from Monday morning that week to Friday morning, they had to turn from selling tickets, getting ready to have a performance, to video production, web design, all of this insane stuff. And I can't actually think of a more exceptional group of people. I feel so lucky that we have the team that we have. And it's just been a pleasure to watch them really step into this role. Um, in terms of our musicians, um, we are so deeply committed to protecting their jobs. For the entirety of March, we were able to pay everyone out for their services. And I want to credit Portland Opera hugely for this. We were supposed to be in collaboration with Portland Opera for the entire month of March. They made a tremendous investment in paying everyone's fees in full, including our orchestra members. And how are your beloved musicians doing right now? I had a really wonderful State of the Union Zoom with our musicians. They're thinking creatively about programming. Um, I think the question on my mind and on everyone's mind right now is, how many people will we be able to have in a room? If this ends up being entirely an online year, which is a very distinct possibility, what do they want to do with that? And how do they want to go about collaborating? What's giving you hope right now as the leader of PBO? We are supported by some of the most loyal and loving audience members that I've ever experienced. 55% of our income is from ticket sales. That's kind of bananas, actually. Um, and we're also supported by a really large number of, of mid-level donors. We don't have many donors who are giving us, you know, $10,000 and up. It's primarily people who are giving, you know, $25 a month or $100 a year. And that loyalty factor gives me a lot of hope. This community loves its arts so much. The fear, of course, is, is how do we continue sustaining it financially? How do you sustain an arts organization when you can't sell tickets possibly and 55% of your revenue is, is ticket sales? And what are your biggest fears? What's keeping you up at night? In terms of the things that keep me up at night, I would say the very biggest out of all is how do we support our artists? Because of course, arts organizations are one piece of the puzzle, but without the artists, we do not exist. And is that the sentiment that has really inspired this new project of Portland Baroque Orchestra that you're calling Great Arts, period? In about the second week of the shutdown, PBO's board of directors unanimously voted to add a temporary side mission to the organization, and that is to provide high quality recording, live streaming, broadcasting, whatever you want to call it, services to other Portland arts organizations. We are setting up a secondary website, Great Arts Period, which of course comes out of our tagline, great music, period. We are going to subsume most of the cost of doing that. And our hope is to host on a regular basis, great art from the Portland area. The most important things to me are one, every artist must be paid. And two, we're not putting up a paywall for this. 
we are asking people to donate not only to PBO and Great Arts Period, but also to the arts organizations that are making the investment in their artists to produce this content. The hope here is that we are together presenting such a unified front that we'll be able to boost the signal and cross-pollinate our audiences and serve as many people with great art as possible, but also keep great artists employed so that whenever we can do this again with ticketed audiences, everyone is still able to do that. You and I have talked a lot about the after, and I love what you said to me recently, Abby. You said, you know, I'm so excited to meet these musicians after. I'm so excited to see who we've become after experiencing a global pandemic together. And I find that inspiring. I think that we're all going to become hungrier and hungrier for connection. How do we solve that? That for me is, I think, the question that sometimes excites me and sometimes inspires me and sometimes leaves me sitting in despair and also sometimes leads me to think something extraordinary is about to happen. That's Abigail McKee, the Executive Director of Portland Baroque Orchestra. To learn more about PBO and their latest project, Great Arts Period, visit pbo.org. This has been the State of the Arts, a dedicated, timely series to chronicle the times and share the microphone with regional arts leaders. To find written articles and archived interviews, visit allclassical.org. Special thanks to producer Andrea Murray. For All Classical Portland, I'm Suzanne Nance. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>